Father, we just thank you for your presence that's here today. Oh, we thank you. Just We just breathe in the breath of life right now, Lord. Oh, we just thank you for this atmosphere right now. In your presence is the fullness of joy and your right hand pleasures forevermore. And so we just take a moment and I just breathe it in and thank you, Lord. Just pure life. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, I thank you as we just breathe. I thank you that we just breathe. I thank you that, that just with every breath that the eyes of our understanding become more enlightened. Thank you. It's just, we're awakening God. That our spiritual senses are being revived and activated to a greater degree, Father, with every breath as we just breathe in your presence right now. We thank you that we have ears to hear and eyes to see, Father, that all all five of our spiritual senses are just in alive, God, in tune with you. Our sense of smell, our sense of taste, our sense of touch. We just step into that place, to that realm, God, the awakened realm, the realm of what is real. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You said that the <laughs> that the weight of our affliction is light. That the weight of our affliction is light while we look at the things that are not seen, Lord. So I just thank you right now that we are just awakened to the unseen, Lord. I thank you that the unseen is more real than what is seen, than what is felt with our physical bodies, God. I thank you that the unseen is is what is real. And so we just, we just look, we look at the unseen, Lord. We just, we just take a moment and look at the unseen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Awesome. So getting this situated. All right. Well, good evening. Hi, that was awesome, Chris. Thank you for that. I did. I kept hearing that scripture. Let me pull it up. It's in Romans. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4. It says this. We do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary. 
but the things which are not seen are eternal. So the things that are, that's a, that's second Corinthians four sixteen through 18. I'll read it one time. It says, therefore we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. You know, and this is just one place where it tells us to look at the things that are not seen. Um, there's another one that we'll just look at. It's Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. And this is, you know, the, it's the place where faith is defined, but I'm going to read it in the amplified version. It says, now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see, and their conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. If you keep reading there, it says, for by faith, trust, holy fever, born of faith, the men of old had divine testimony born to them and obtained a good report. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that what we see was not made out of things which are visible. And then it just goes into all of these different exploits that people performed by faith. It says, prompted and actuated by faith, Abel brought God a better and more acceptable sacrifice than Cain because of that which is testified of him that he was righteous. It says, by faith, Enoch was caught up and transferred to heaven. Verse 6 says, without faith, it is impossible to please and be satisfactory to him. For whoever would come near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he is a rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him out. And it just keeps going on. Prompted by faith, it says that Noah built the ark. Urged on by faith, it says Abraham went to a land that he did not know. He dwelled as a temporary residence. And it just continues to go on and on and on. About faith, it says, with the eyes of faith, looking forward to the future, Isaac invoked blessings upon Jacob and Esau. 21, it says, prompted by faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons. Actuated by faith, Joseph, when nearing the end of his life, referred to the promise of God for the departure of Israelites out of Egypt. Prompted by faith, Moses, after his birth, was kept concealed for three months by his parents. Aroused by faith, Moses, when he had grown, grown to maturity and become great, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Motive by faith, he left Egypt behind. And it says, by faith, simple trust and confidence in God, he instituted and carried out the Passover. Urged on by faith, the people crossed the Red Sea. Because of faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been compassed for seven days. Prompted by faith, Rahab, the prostitute, was not destroyed. And says, verse 32, and what shall I say further? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets, 
who by the help of faith subdued kingdoms, administered justice, obtained promised blessings, closed the mouth of lions, extinguished the power of raging fire, escaped the devourings of the sword, out of frailty and weakness won strength and became stalwart, even mighty and resistless in battle, routing alien hosts. Some women received again their dead by a resurrection. It says, keeps going on, it says, Men of whom the world was not worthy, roaming over desolate places in the mountains and living in caves and caverns and halls of the earth. All of these, though they won divine approval by the means of their faith, did not receive the fulfillment of what was promised because God had had us in mind and had something better and greater in view for us so that those heroes and heroines of faith would not come to perfection apart from us. So Hebrews chapter 11 here is just talking about all of the different things that people received by faith. And, you know, faith is one of those things that it's easy to forget. It's easy to forget what it is, what it's, what it's meant for, what it's used for. And, you know, the thing that was so powerful tonight was just, you know, when you get into an atmosphere of worship like that, you know, you're just, you're, you're reminded that, that what we see is not all there is, that, that there is more to, uh, look at than what we've been looking at. And uh, tonight I just feel like there's a couple different things that I want to, want to run through, but, um, I also want to just take you to the scripture. Um, and it's a couple different places, but I'll, I'll take you to the one. It's in Hebrews 10, uh, 38. And it's also in Romans 1, 17. And it's in Galatians 3, 11. Uh, it all says the same thing. Uh, but let me just pull it up in the King James Version here. It says, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. So it says in Romans 3.11, the just shall live by faith. In Hebrews 10.38, it says the just shall live by faith. So faith is supposed to be a way of life. You know, we've been talking a little bit about this in different, we've been attacking it different ways. Um, and so I kind of want to keep going on that a little bit tonight. Uh, you know, we talked about what, uh, what the, the apostle Paul, how he was really uh, just rebuking uh, the, the church because they were carnal. And we talked about what it means to be a carnal Christian. And um, we'll go back there and just reread that for a moment. In First First Corinthians chapter 3, it says, Brothers and sisters, I cannot address you as people who live by the Spirit. And the New Living, it says, I can talk to you as I would spiritual people. I had to talk to you as though you belong to this world or as though you were infants in the Christian life. I gave you milk, not solid food, because you weren't ready for it. Indeed, you still are not ready. You are still worldly or you are still of the flesh. And it talks about since there's jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere humans? So in King James is where it says, are you not carnal? 
Are you not yet carnal? For where there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are you not carnal and walk as mere men? Right? So it talks about infants in Christ or immature people in Christ. They're not walking by faith. They're walking by the carnality or the physical realm, the worldly. They're walking by the, the realm of the way things look with their physical eyes, the way, the things that they can hear with their physical ears. This whole idea of the just shall live by faith. It's a whole new way of living. It's a whole new way of being. It's a whole new way of processing what we experience on a day-to-day basis. And, um, so that's the, the first thing I kind of wanted. I, I just feel like coming into that worship tonight, that's the first thing I, I felt like that God was doing tonight. He was just reawakening us to the realm of faith, reawakening us to the place where we are not walking according to what's going on externally. Uh, at one point I saw this, um, kind of reminded me of like, you know, on the, on the airplane when the stewardess says, you know, if they, if the oxygen mask comes down, you know, put it on you and then put it on the child. But I saw this oxygen mask come down and it was like this breath of life. It was a breath of life. And it was, and the Lord just said, you know, breathe, breathe. And every, it's like with every breath, with every breath, death, everything that looks like death has got, has to die because death is an illusion. And death takes a lot of different forms. It takes like lack. It looks like, I mean, it feels a lot of different ways. Uh, depression, uh, anxiety, um, just, you know, it's just, it's just the things that come as a result of meditating on the wrong things. See, we weren't designed to look at the seen realm. We were never designed to look and live only by the flesh, only according to what we can see in the physical realm. And I believe when Adam and Eve ate that, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and their eyes were opened, which really their eyes were closed, and they got trapped in the seen realm, I think that was the first fruit of death. And it says that if you eat of this tree, you shall surely die. Now, of course, they physically died as well. But when we live according to the flesh, it says to be carnally minded is death. To be carnally minded is death. Let's, that's in Romans. I'm just going to give you the scripture reference there. It says Romans in 8. Let's start reading in verse 6. It says to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So when Paul was speaking to the, the church at Corinth and he was saying that I couldn't speak to you as spiritual people, I had to speak to you as mere worldly or fleshly or carnal people, as infants, okay? Infants um, who needed milk, right? It, and here's the thing, it's not just, the reason it's a problem is because carnal, being carnally minded is a form of death. You're not actually living when you are carnally minded. And carnally minded is just being led by the external realm, being led by your physical senses. And it says that when we, when we are that way, of course, that's when we're going to experience the fruit of death. We're going to experience the, the lack of joy and oppression and all of those things because we are not, our minds are darkened. 
it's, it's, we are not walking in the light. It's like we have been, it's like we're, we're trapped like Adam and Eve in the seen realm. But Jesus, it says, came to restore sight to the blind. And that is not just the, the physically blind, although it is absolutely the physically blind. It is also first and foremost to his, to his people, to, to the human race. He came to undo what the fall wove into humanity's psyche, which is this, this, this lie that what we see is all there is. This illusion that the seen realm is reality or the extent of reality. And so when it says that you and I, the just shall live by faith, it means that we are supposed to live with another set of, with another set of information. We don't live by the, but man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Father. We are not designed to live on natural substance. We aren't to be sustained or led or fed or, or get our nourishment from the, just the physical realm. Yes, do we eat bread? Sure. But we do not live by bread alone. But we, we live by every word that proceeds out of the Father's mouth. Because, see, that's what it means to be, to, to live in the Spirit. To walk in the Spirit. It's to be led by something other than the external. To be led by Holy Spirit. And to be spiritually minded means that we are we are thinking with God. We are connected with God. In verse 7 it says, because the carnal mind is, 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 a, is, a, is a war with God. And it is not subject to the law of God, neither can it be. It says, so that they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Well, this is the very opposite of what it said in Hebrews chapter 11 that says, without faith it is impossible to please God. Faith means that we are living on another level. It's another level of living. And it is the level of where we are being led by something you can't see with your physical eyes. But you hear it with the eyes of your heart. You see it with the eyes of your heart. But it says this, you are not in the flesh, flesh, but in the spirit. If the Spirit of God dwells in you, so I, I just want to take a moment here and let's just take, you know, I saw this little thing come down and let's just breathe it in. So I just want you to take just by faith right now, just this oxygen mask that, that came down in worship. And I want you to just to put it on your face and I, I just want you to breathe in the breath of life. I want you just to breathe in here. It's just another atmosphere. It's heaven's atmosphere. It's the atmosphere of what is real. It's the same breath that, that Jesus breathed on his disciples after the resurrection and said, receive Holy Spirit. It's the same breath that God breathed into Adam's lungs before the fall and he became a living soul. I just by faith, breathe in, beloved, breathe in. Ooh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Just breathe it in. Yay. Ephesians 5 says that 
We aren't to be drunk with wine, but to be filled with the Spirit. So we're just filled, we're being filled with your Spirit afresh tonight, Holy Spirit. We're just going to partake in the breath of life tonight. We're going to be, we're going to, we're going to experience what it means to be fully alive tonight. Fully awakened tonight. Hey. And I just, um, I also just come against the condemnation, um, that can come by letting, allowing yourself to be carnal. And where you've just maybe just been in that place of being carnal or maybe the, ah, maybe the, uh, oppression or the, the, the attack has just been too much. It's been too much. It's been too heavy for a physical person that's not a spiritual person. We, we just, sometimes you just forget. So I just break off right now in Jesus' name, condemnation if, if, if for those, for just living carnally, Father. We just repent and we just say, whew, we thank you, Holy Spirit, that by your grace, by your grace, we live by faith. It's by grace through faith <laughs> that we inherit salvation. Whew, and so we just come back to that place of freedom tonight. We come back to that place of freedom tonight. Freedom to see what you're saying. Hey! Freedom to see what you're saying. And so, Lord, I just release revelation. I release visions of victory, God. I release your promises that come with enough power in and of themselves to to bring it to pass, God. I release your word, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, God, just words that bring faith, words that bring strength, words that bring edification and comfort, God, just a restoration of faith in this room tonight, God. I just release the spirit of faith. I just release the spirit of faith, Father. We just breathe in the spirit of faith tonight. God, we thank you that that's grace as well. Hey, we just breathe in your faith, Holy Spirit, with every breath. We breathe in your faith, your faith, your faith, your faith, your faith. The life that we now live, we live by the faith of the Son of God. We live by Jesus's faith. So we breathe in your faith. We live in, we breathe in Jesus's faith tonight. Lord, we thank you that this, you know, that, that oxygen is just coming to us, Lord. And it's, it's bringing life back where there's been carnality. God, where there's been carnal thinking, where there's been a, 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 a death, God, where there's been death, where there, there's spirit of life. We just relief life into the carnal places, God. Whew, we just receive it tonight, God. And we just, we just renounce that. We renounce that carnality. We renounce that illusion, God. And we just, we breathe in the truth. We breathe in the spirit of truth. And we just thank you that the light is shining so bright in this room right now, Father. Just illuminating hearts, enlightening eyes. Oh, we just receive your light, Lord, your life. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, 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 Lord. And Lord, I just say turn it up. I, I just thank you, Lord, that you're turning up the, um, Oh, the unseen. Thank you, Lord, that the unseen, it's not just, it's not make-believe. We break that, just, we just declare, Lord, that is the place where we, we're living, we're living in that place, Lord. We're, oh, thank you, we see, we have eyes that see. We see the promise, Lord. We see the, the victory, God. With every breath, we see it. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Whew. Thank you for worship, God. That just, yeah, just opens the prison doors, God. Just thank you for worship. We are people that worship, God. Even in the midnight hour, Lord, when there are things that we don't understand or things that are going on, God, we thank you that we are people that worship. We worship what we cannot see with our physical eyes. We worship in spirit and in truth. And we live in that realm, God. Oh, we thank you, Father. We thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Ha, ah, well, that was kind of the first part of what I kind of felt like the Lord was speaking tonight. It's just, whoo, we just, you know, the only thing, I, I, he's been saying this a little bit to me lately, you know, it's like, a lot of times you say, oh, I can't afford that, or I, you know, I can't afford that. But the Lord is just saying what you can't afford is to be carnally minded. What you can't afford is to fall asleep. Because the devil will steal everything you've got. Because you can't even see him. Thank you, Lord. Ooh, thank you, Lord. And the other part that I that I felt I felt like the Lord was saying tonight, He was highlighting to me. Um, well, He finally, first of all, kind of took me to. It's, I've been kind of thinking about this a lot lately. You know, when the enemy came after Peter, and he said, "Peter, the enemy desires to sift you like wheat." I don't know, I remember in the 70s, whenever, my, you know, I lived with my parents and stuff, we would bake, and my mom had one of these old-fashioned sifters, you know, that you would, it, you'd sift powdered sugar, which is kind of interesting, because powdered sugar is already so fluffy and fine, but you'd put that powdered sugar in this little sifter, and then you'd kind of move it back and forth, and it would just sift out this more of this powdered sugar, and it was just, I mean, incredible that you'd even get little lumps out of powdered sugar when it looked like it was just already so powdered, you know, but you'd find these little, these lumps that couldn't fit through the sifter. And, you know, when the enemy comes to sift, <laughs> you know, he's sifting out what's not pure. Well, he, he's sifting for what we really believe. Right? I mean, he, he's, he's coming if, if we're supposed to live by faith, you know, he's testing our faith. He's testing to see what you really believe. And, you know, when, 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 the, when Jesus said that the enemy was coming for Peter, you know, Peter didn't re- recognize what was about to go down. I mean, Jesus, Jesus saw what was in Peter's heart. He says, before the sun rises, you're going to deny me three times. So there was this, this thing in Peter's heart that the enemy was coming after and he was, and it's interesting that, that Jesus called this sifting. Because what happened with Peter was, you know, he denied Jesus three times. And, and what, what really Peter's problem was, Peter had a problem that he was unaware of. And it was the fear of man. It was fear. He had a fear. He was, Peter was afraid. 
And he, and, and fear is the, is the opposite of faith. It's, it's fear is faith in the wrong direction. <laughs> fear is faith in, in what you see. It, 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 rather than faith in what is unseen. Fear is faith in what you can see rather than faith in what you can't see. And so the enemy was coming after Peter to sift him and sift through where was his faith. And, you know, over and over again, Jesus would say that to the disciples. Where is your faith? Oh, you of little faith. Why did you doubt? He was all, Jesus was kind of sifting through their faith too. You know, but the thing that I thought was interesting is that Jesus said this. He he said, Peter, I prayed for you. That phrase has really stuck out in my mind lately. That here Jesus is the Son of God, and he prayed for Peter. You know, there's a, a record of the prayer that Jesus prayed in John 17 was another time that he prayed. He prayed for his disciples, and then he prayed for the church. Jesus was a praying man. That touches my heart, something about that, as I just kind of sat with that a little bit, that Jesus loved Peter, and he prayed for him, and he knew that he was going into a very, very dark hour. A dark hour of the soul, a dark hour where... You don't know what's real, you know, where you're, the carnality of, of, of your soul and the fear is, is more real than faith. And what you see is more, what you're, the circumstances and what you're faced with, the prospect of death for Peter was more frightening. He didn't understand, didn't understand really what even was going on with Jesus. Just terrified. But Jesus said, I prayed for you. And he said, I prayed that when you returned, you would strengthen your brethren. You know, there's a, it's a powerful thing to think that God's praying for us. But he is praying for us. He's still praying for us. And that is something that I I just feel like the Holy Spirit's really been, um, really been highlighting to me. And um, I know one of the ways that I think he confirms it you know, how many times are you going through something and then just randomly people reach out? You know, you'll get just a random thing from somebody. Hey, I was thinking about you. Just wanted to let you know I was praying for you. Or, hey, you've been on my heart lately. You know, how many times, I mean, how many times does that happen? A lot, right? I feel like that's a confirmation that Holy Spirit is praying for us, that Jesus is praying for us. In Hebrews chapter 7, I'll start reading. It's a, let me just go in a different, I don't like the way this. Um, that one, find it in the right. Okay. In Hebrews 7, it talks about Jesus being our high priest, and it's kind of this comparison between the priests in the old covenant and Jesus in a better covenant, uh, and that he now is our high priest. Um, I want to start reading in 
Um, let me read it in a better, easier to read translation here. Okay, I'll start reading in verse 20. Um, I'll just start reading in verse 18. It says, yes, the old requirement about the priesthood was set aside because it was weak and useless. For the law never made anything perfect. But now we have confidence in a better hope through which we draw near to God. This new system was established with a solemn oath. Aaron's descendants became priests without such an oath. But there was an oath regarding Jesus. For God said to him, the Lord has taken an oath and will not break his vow. You are a priest forever. Because of this oath, Jesus is the one who guarantees this better covenant with God. There were many priests under the old system, for death prevented them from remaining in office. But because Jesus lives forever, his priesthood lasts forever. Therefore, he is able once and forever to save those who come to God through him. He lives forever to intercede with God on their behalf. He lives to make intercession. I'm going to read another place here in Romans chapter 8 where it talks about the Holy Spirit. It says, And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness, verse 26. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And we know that God causes everything to work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. So another place that it talks about um, how God is praying for us. Okay, I'm going to go to just one other place. Um, and I'm going to go to John chapter 14, verse 15. And I'm going to read this, this out of the Amplified because it amplifies what Jesus says in verse 14. It says, I'm sorry, let me start here. Okay, here we go. Verse 16, rather, it says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter. And then it amplifies that word for Holy Spirit, comforter, and it says, Counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and stand by, that he may remain with you forever. So one of those names of the Holy Spirit, one of the actual descriptions of Holy Spirit is intercessor. These are really powerful. Comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and stand by. So I just was thinking about that and that God is, God is praying for us right now. Yes, we have other people that may be praying for us, but it's pretty powerful to know that God himself is praying for us. And um, I want us to just kind of tap in tonight to that, the prayer covering of God. Hey. I mean, it's a prayer meeting, <laughs> and you're the topic. <laughs> He's praying for you. He's praying for what you're going through right now. He's praying Ah, that you will string, be strengthened after this trial. 
that you will, whatever it is that you're walking through, that as you get on the other side of it, that you're going to be so strong that you're going to have something to strengthen others with. You're going to have enough strength for somebody else. <laughs> so what, what the enemy may be trying to use to destroy you is actually going to strengthen you. And so we just receive that tonight, this, that this is, this is a plan for good. You know, I was listening to, uh, John Crowder's worship guy, Tim Wright. If you don't, if you're not friends with him on Facebook, friend him. He's got so much good stuff. He's, he's got a really awesome revelation of the gospel. And he was doing this little FaceTime thing this week. And he was saying, not FaceTime, you know, Facebook Live or whatever. And he just kept prophesying this over and over again that your best is ahead of you, that the best is not behind you, that the best is yet to come. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you, thoughts to prosper you and give you an expected end. And so I'm just releasing faith tonight, faith for this, whatever this sifting may be that you're going through. The sifting that you're going through, the sifting, it's a sifting, hey, that you're going through. And it is separating the faith from the fear. It is separating faith from fear. And fear has got to go. Fear has got to bow a knee. Fear has got to bow a knee to the King of Kings and the Lord of Loves. Yes, the Lord of Loves. He is the Lord of Loves. Because perfect love casts out fear. And so this is a revelation. You are in the midst of the greatest revelation of God's love of your life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And so we're just receiving that tonight, Lord. We're receiving a revelation of, of your love, Lord. And we're, we're just thank you that we have, we are overcomers. We're overcome. You've overcome and you've made us overcomers, Lord. We have nothing to fear. We have nothing to fear, God. And the, the, the seen realm that's been trying to intimidate and trying to de- just deceive God and cause delusions and circumstances, God. That are, that are trying to intimidate, like that little servant girl who was felt, you know, that was trying to intimidate Peter. Thank you, God, that we just want, we are not intimidated. We are not a people that, that bow to intimidation, that bow to fear, God. We are a people that stand in the truth. And we see, Father, we see. We see the end. We see the end. It says, for the joy that was set before him, Jesus endured the cross and despised the shame. He saw something beyond the cross. He saw something beyond that, God. He saw, he saw the glory. And so, Lord, we, our light affliction is just for a moment while we look at the things that are not seen. So we just focus our eyes, Lord. We focus our eyes on the unseen, on what the promise looks like in our own life, God. Hey! And we will not be shaken. We will not be moved. We are people that live by the words that proceed out of your mouth. You give us our daily bread, our daily words of life. 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Well, I just wanted to kind of enter in into that tonight a little bit. And um, I just wanted to pray for you. I wanted to enter into the, the prayer of heaven, that the, the Holy Spirit is praying over you. And uh, I'm just going to kind of flow with that for a moment. Um, uh, and I just feel like there, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of what a prophetic word is. <laughs> a prophetic word taps into the, the, the de- declarations that God is making over us. Yeah, and um, I just have a, what I'm hearing for you, Heath, um, is I am just hearing supernatural substance, 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 supernatural substance. And the, the Lord is just reminding me of all the places in the Bible where he supernaturally fed people, whether it was like manna, whether it was ravens that he sent to feed Elisha, um, whether it was even just a, he provided that ram in the bush for Abraham. It wasn't necessarily food, but it was a sacrifice that he prepared, you know. And so there's, there's, it's just this idea that you are being supernaturally sustained. Supernatural, there's a supernatural. It, it, it's also, he's reminding me of, of Moses, 40 days and 40 nights sitting up on Mount Sinai without food or water, just in the presence of God. Super, I mean, just living on the presence of God, being literally held together and sustained by the presence of God. And so I, I feel like, so if I, if I say, okay, Holy Spirit, what are you praying? It's just praying that, that, that you would be supernaturally sustained uh, with supernatural substance, substance. And, um, it's almost like I'm seeing a, um, you know, like when you rescue, like I'm an animal, honestly, I'm seeing, like, I remember, <laughs> you know, like they feed them with little droppers of their babies. I mean, it's just a supernatural, um, place of restoration and, and, and care, restoration and care. And so I just feel like you can rest in that. So that's what I hear. Like the Lord is just, just praying for you, just constantly praying for that super, that for you. Thank you, Lord. And we just release our faith for that, for Heath. God, we release our faith for that. And, and he's just bringing me back to the scriptures of all the places that that was provided for people. And that's not, um, that's, that's not, that's not make-believe. He, I mean, in fact, I was, that same thing I was listening from Tim the other day, he was talking about how his, um, mom's car he was borrowed his mom's car and he got on the turnpike and there weren't any exits for miles and miles and miles and he was on e before he got on there but there was no way to get off bottom line he drove 81 miles before he was able to get to the gas station god supernaturally sustained him with the gas that was in his tank and so i just i mean i'm not i didn't think of any of that before the lord just turned me to this prayer in heaven that that the holy spirit and jesus they're just praying for heath and Lord, we just thank you that that is what you're doing for Heath. And so we just pray that for him. We agree with that prayer of heaven. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father. I don't know, it's kind of interesting because I I just saw the next thing I saw, and I'm just going to kind of enter, enter in with this, is I saw... 
um, I saw this, I see this vision of, um, the father baking bread. And it's, um, homemade bread and it's just so smelly. It smells so good. And it's, um, just fresh out of the oven. And it's just perfect. It's perfect risen. It's just a beautiful loaf of bread. And it, it represents the daily bread. That this is our daily bread. And that, um, you know, he's also just speaking to me of that he prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. And he prepares a feast for us when we are under attack. And instead of heading to the battle, you know, it's more like, no, just come sit and eat. And I just see, that you know, wine and uh, choice meats and just be, just a feast, a feast, just a complete, you know, it's so funny that, you know, in the old covenant, there were so many feasts. They were always feasting. You know, it was just such a feast, just a celebration of feasts. And now we sit at the table, the Father's table in Christ, and it's always a feast. So there's just something about daily bread and not forgetting to eat your daily bread. Not not forgetting to, to sit down and hear from God and get your, your, your daily dose. And this is what he's saying, your daily dose of faith. Your daily dose of faith. Let me just look at the scripture really quick. It's pretty interesting that Jesus, the the, the, the thing that Jesus actually prayed for Peter. He prayed this. He said, I prayed for you, Simon. that your faith may not fail. There's something about that prayer tonight that that, that the Father is praying that. That's part of what the Father is praying. He's praying that our faith will not fail. And the reason he's, he's baking this bread is because he knows you need daily bread. That's how you're, you know, it's your faith. You know, it says... Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing the word of the Father. Faith is comes by eating your daily bread. And so this is, this is faith bread. And he's like, take your, you know, take your daily bread. Take your daily portion of faith. Take your daily portion here because if you're not going to fail and you're going to be strengthened and you're going to strengthen others, then you need to eat. You need to eat. And Jesus said, I have food that you don't know about. I have substance that you don't know about. The same thing that he was praying for Heath, and he had me enter into that prayer. You know, I just believe that's also just in certain, you know, in, in the darkest places of our lives, when we're going through these these situations that are the heaviest or the hardest or 
just feel that way. Maybe they're not even. Maybe they just feel the heaviest. Maybe they just feel the hardest. You know, those are the times that our faith can fail. But Jesus is praying, Holy Spirit is praying that our faith will not fail. And this this yummy bread is there for the taking. And I hear the Father saying, you know, when you eat of this bread, it's my faith. Because I haven't called you. He says, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that, these are my words. He says, my words are faith-filled words. My words are faith-filled words. So we, we eat the Father's words. We eat the Father's words. So we had our oxygen mask earlier. I just want us to just all close our eyes and, and, and just smell the bread. Smell this yummy bread that Father has made for us tonight. <sighs> and it's interesting that it's a picture of communion. <laughs> you know, it's also a picture of communion. Um, and I know we eat the bread in the, in the natural as well when we take communion, but this is spiritual communion tonight. And so I just want you to pinch a part of that yummy bread off and I just want you to eat that bread. <laughs> just take a bite of heavenly bread tonight. Of the bread the Father has prepared. Oh, and by faith, Father, we just eat our daily bread. <laughs> we eat our daily bread. We eat our portion. <sighs> we just take that in, Lord, and we thank you that it's <sighs> it's supernaturally sustaining us and that there is a word. There is a word that comes with that. Thank you that you have words that you want to speak to us that are bringing faith. And so, Lord, I just release those words over every person, Father, whether they hear them right now in in the service tonight or whether they hear them at home or hear them driving in the car or hear them in the shower. But, Father, I release those words. I release those words, those containers of faith. And I just declare, Lord, that our faith will not fail. I declare for every person here tonight, God, that our faith will not fail. In Jesus' name, we declare that, Father, that we will strengthen our brethren on the other side of this particular trial and this particular situation, God. So we just receive the victory. We receive the victory tonight. Ho! Thank you, Jesus. It's kind of interesting and in 31 there's something that I never noticed before Luke 22 31 you know it's when Jesus tells Simon that Satan has asked to sift him he says Simon Simon Satan has asked to sift all of you as wheat another translation that he that has asked to sift each of you. And I think that that is really what the enemy does. I think he sift, this is, I just think there's a, and there's a big sifting, I, I think, that's going on. And it's a sifting to, 
see what is going to make it through. (laughs) Who's going to make it through? Who's going to make it through and who's going to get clogged down in the sifter and be held back in the sifting? But I just declare that every person here is like Peter. And no matter how bad it looks, no matter how much it looks like you've messed up, no matter how much you think it's too late or whatever the lie of the enemy is that he's saying over your life, I thank you that it's not too late. It's just right. (laughs) It's just right. And that you too are going to strengthen your brethren. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. I hear the Lord just coming back to this, that it really is a fight for sight. It is a fight for sight. It is a fight to see. And um, another thing I was just seeing during worship, it's a recurring vision that I've had for a while, but... And it's a personal thing, but it's not just a personal thing. But it, it, and, and Chris mentioned it tonight too, and it was like, you know, you're standing in front of this door, but, um, the unseen realm is like a, I don't know, there is like a door. <laughs> you know, Jesus is the door to the unseen realm. And, you know, the unseen realm, is the realm of faith. It's where you see it finished. It's where you see it done. It's where you see the future from God's perspective. It's where you can go in and go outside of time and you can, you know, it's like when God took Joshua and said, see, this day I have put Jericho in your hands. Before he gave him the instructions to march around there, around the the city seven times, God wanted, he wanted him to see it. He wanted Joshua to see it. And so that the ability to see it before you see it is the battle. So I just release us into a place of seeing it, of seeing it. It's a fight for sight. And so I just come against the spirit of blindness and I, and I just release us all into the doorway of the fourth dimension, the doorway of the unseen, the doorway where all things are possible, where all things are finished, where all things are ours, where abundance is real, where unlimited new body parts are available, where anything that you need to fulfill Your time here on earth is available. And we just go into that place, Lord, of the, that, through the doorway, we go into the doorway of the fourth dimension. We go into the doorway of the unseen God. And I just declare that we are, we are living from that place. We are living from the place of the unseen. (sighs) And I just say, wake up. To what is real. Thank you, Lord. And I just feel like that is the huge prayer for the Holy Spirit. He's just praying that. 
Wake up to what is real. Wake up to the realm of the fourth dimension, the realm of the unseen. And tonight when we ate that bread and tonight when we, we breathed in that, that oxygen, I feel like you can take that home with you. I feel like you should take that home with you. I think, you, you know, wherever you are, you can just, whew, I need a breath. Oh, I need to catch my breath, right? You can just take that oxygen mask and put it on your m- mouth and just breathe in the atmosphere of heaven and allow your, you know, the, the, just the weariness and that heaviness of the carnality, the carnal realm to just get off of you and you just come back into that place of living from heaven, living from what is real. And then you can just eat that daily bread and you can take a bite of that loaf of bread and you can sit down at the Father's table, this feast, and you can have a, a mealtime conversation. You can have an intimate dinner with Papa and you can hear what he's saying for you because he has, he has plenty to tell you. He has things that you have not yet heard. There are words that are, that need to be heard, that he need, that you need to hear. There are words that you need to hear in your little ear. And it's kind of funny. I, now I'm getting this other funny vision of just, you know, that game I spy with my little eye. You know, something blah, 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 you know. It's, you know, I just kind of feel like that's the father wants to play I spy with my little eye and I hear with my little ear. And so he wants to sit down and say, you know, I spy something, right? Whatever he tells you, then you're going to see what the father's seen. And then he's going to say, I want you to hear something with your little ear and you're going to hear what the father wants you to hear. And so I just release us into the play room of heaven into the playroom of heaven where we can we can receive from the father we can have snack time have some bread we can have (laughs) then we can go and play some games i spy with my little eye i hear with my little ear and lord i thank you that we have i just hear the lord say that's all you need It's all you need. All you need is me. All you need is my instructions. All you need is my daily bread. All you need is to see what I see and hear what I'm saying. You just, that's all you need. Everything else is superfluous, (laughs) superfluous, whatever that word is. It is, it is absolutely extraneous, right? And so I am it. That's another game. I'm it. You know, you're it. Well, dad's it. God's it. And you know, and he's chasing you, right? He's it. Another game he's playing. He's it and he's chasing you. He's chasing you down with his goodness. He's chasing you down with his breakthrough. He's chasing you down with his healing. He's chasing you down with his deliverance. He's chasing you down with his promises. It says, you know, that these blessings overtook Abraham. All these blessings will overtake you. This isn't, we're not blessing chasers. We're being chased by the blessing. Hey, God is a, is a rewarder. He's a rewarder. I'm just getting all kinds of pictures, you know, like after you go to the dentist, they let you get a prize out of a little frog. That was a little frog at my dentist when I was a kid. Now they just have a little shelf where I take the girls, but you get a prize after you go to the dentist. Well, that's the, you know, he's a rewarder. 
And he doesn't have little silly bouncy balls in there. He's got good stuff. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for pictures of faith filling our hearts. Thank you, Lord. Amen. All right. Well, Father, what else do you want me just to pray for people tonight as we enter into your prayer? I just, Father, I just pray, because the other piece that he's kind of highlighting here was just the deception that, that Peter was operating under. The self-deception that, that Peter was operating on. Because really, that was Peter's problem, is he just didn't acknowledge. He, he didn't know he was afraid. Peter thought, he said, Lord, I'm ready to go to, with you to prison and death. There was a self-deception here that he wasn't, he didn't know he had fear in his heart. He didn't know what he was afraid of. And so, Father, I just pray tonight for the revelation, whatever revelation we need to have in the ways that that fear has been controlling our lives. I just pray, Father, for self-revelation, Lord, that we would recognize that so that we can release that to you. Thank you, Father. I just release that to you. The way that fear has been giving the enemy access, Lord. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Thank you, Father. Anything else, Lord? I'm just going to pray in tongues. Father, I just take authority now over, over things that have been attempting to define us, things that are trying to define us other than you. Oh. And Lord, I just break off those false images, those false personas, those false identities, those false definitions, God, in Jesus' name. And I just release right now the agreement with your definition. I agree, Father, that you have defined us and we are in agreement with that definition. Thank you, Lord, that we have, we, we understand, we have understanding of what it means to be me. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, that you have defined us and we understand it. We understand what it means to be us. We understand our identity, God, our true identity. We understand our true definition, Lord. And I just thank you that we just crumple up any other, any other false version and we just come out of agreement with that. Ha! Thank you, Lord. 
Anything that has been trying to define us, God, we just, we lay that at the altar. And we just declare that it does not have the authority to define us. In Jesus' name. Hey! And I just take authority over every voice that is not the voice of God. Father, I take authority over the the voice of the accuser. I take authority over every voice that has been uh, just uh, attempting to, 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 to deceive and derail and define. And I just break off those voices, God, and I just declare right now, Lord, that your voice is heard clear, loud and clear, loud and clear in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. We just enter into your intercession, Holy Spirit. Father, you said the thoughts of the right, the righteous are right. And so right now in Jesus' name, I call forth right thinking. And to every person right now, I come against every attack in the minds of your people tonight, God. Every thought that has not originated from the mind of Christ. And I just uh, bind those thoughts. And Lord, we just take authority over those and we take them into captive into the obedience of Christ. And Lord, I just release the spirit of truth to lead and guide us into all truth and to replace every lie, to root up every plant that the heavenly father has not planted and to replace it with the truth, God. I just declare that our, our minds are like gardens of good things. Our minds are planted right now, Father, with promises, with all of your yes and amen promises, God. I declare that the fruit of what you have spoken is being <clears throat> produced in our hearts and minds, God. 30, 60, 100 fold, Father. I declare that our soil of our heart, the soil of our mind is good soil, God, and that we are meditating on your word day and night and that the meditations of our heart are pleasing in your sight, God. And we are being careful about what we are hearing. We are giving good, we're, we're, we're thinking and thinking about the things you have spoken, Father. We're meditating on what you have said. And I just release right now, Father, I just put on the helmet of salvation. I just declare we have on the, the helmet of salvation. Every Every person here, Father's minds are covered with the blood of the Lamb. They're covered with the helmet of salvation. I just release right now protection for our minds, God. And I, I break off the attack on our thinking and our minds, God. I come against every spirit of death, every spirit of, of suicide, every spirit right now of depression and oppression, of hopelessness, God. And I break it off in the name of Jesus. And I take authority right now, Father, over all kinds of mental anomalies in Jesus' names and mental miscalculations and chemical imbalances and anything, Father, that has been affecting our thinking. And I break that off in Jesus' name. And I say, no, I say, no, I say, no, we have the mind of Christ. We have the thoughts of Jesus. We have access to the thought of the thoughts of God. And I thank you that we are meditating on things that are lovely and pure and of good report that are noble, God. Who we just, we just release ourselves, Father, from that, that bombardment against our minds. Hey! Who we've not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind, God. Thank you. We just receive sound minds tonight, Father. 
fear-free minds tonight, Father. Power-filled minds tonight, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for just praying for your people tonight. We just enter into those prayers tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And I just want you to repeat this with me. I take authority over every word, every thought, and every action that I have entertained, spoken, or done. And I cancel it in Jesus' name. I renounce it in Jesus' name. I come out of agreement with it in Jesus' name. Yes, Papa. Yes, Yes, Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah. Oh, Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We just worship you, Father. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, we just enter into that prayer tonight, Holy Spirit. We enter into Jesus' prayer tonight. We thank you that you are praying for us. You are living to make intercession for us, Jesus. And we're just entering into your move tonight. Thank you that you're the one that's praying tonight. And we just enter into that, Holy Ghost. We enter into that, Holy Ghost. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just, um, has someone, has someone been having headaches? Hey. Thank you, Lord. Has somebody been having headaches? Experiencing headaches. All right. Okay. Well, let's put our hand. Lily has been as well. Let's just put, let's all put our hands on our heads and we're just going to pray. Father, we just come against the spirit of migraine. We come against headaches. We come against tension headaches. We just release, hey, we just release that in Jesus name. Woo. Thank you, Lord. We just speak. Thank you, Jesus. Yay. Woo. 
just release healing, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. More, Jesus. More. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Just drink it. It's a good time to take a, an oxygen breath here. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Ooh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, I just, um, yeah, I just break off sober living right now in Jesus' name. Just, Lord, I just declare, we repent for living not drunk in the Spirit. We repent for living, Lord, like we could survive without that. Like that somehow being filled with your Spirit is optional. Hey! And we just repent of that right now, Lord. And we just, we, we surrender to greater and fill, the greater and filling God. We surrender to a greater and filling in our lives. Hey, thank you, Lord. Oh. Hey. Thank you, Jesus. Ooh, and if that feels a little strange for some of you guys, like, gosh, what is going on in the room? You know, I just want to, I want to encourage you that, you know, just, just go with it. It's so good when the Holy Spirit just, oh, takes over. Hey. <laughs> yes, that's right, Ray. <laughs> Say it out loud. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Yeah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I just thank you for a hundred different ways to drink in your spirit, God. Remind us, Lord. Don't let us leave here and get back into carnal mindedness. (laughs) Yuck. Yuck. Spiritually minded. I just declare we're spiritually minded. It's rubbish. Yes, it is. Awesome. All right. Well, I'm going to lay down.